I've ever heard a Red Rocks worship song that I didn't love. I do love them, too. That one is so Echo good. Holy. And you can find that album, Things of Heaven, their latest album, on the More Music app. And we're talking to my dad this morning. We're hearing all about some Jewish holidays, Jewish festivals that are coming up. It's crazy to think that it's already September. It and is crazy. We celebrate, obviously most people celebrate Christmas in December, December 25th. True. But you're talking about how different things happen this month that maybe we've never even heard heard this, you know, example before. Well, and coming up, in fact, where I'm going to wrap up uh, this conversation on 5782, the prophetic aspect of it, what we're looking for, kind of tied up with the bow. And then we're going to shift into Christmas, which is actually on Tuesday. Rosh Hashanah is the birth date of Jesus. Just saying, I was grocery shopping yesterday and the peppermint mocha creamer is already on the shelves. <laughs> and it's September. They're very spiritual, those uh, peppermint mocha folks, aren't Yeah. They? <laughs> So we're looking at the aspects of 5782. That's the new year that's coming in on Tuesday. And uh, this is just, just my best effort at kind of wrapping up with the bow. So a little bit of repetition here just to kind of highlight some things. Mankind has two natures. Evil inclination, good inclination. We're going to see both in the coming year. It's the twos, right? We're going to, it'll be a good year and have lots of bad mixed in, unfortunately. It requires us to look inward at the heart our heart and other hearts to see which nature is sitting on the throne boy be really mindful how you relate to others and and uh, how you relate to yourself and be honest with yourself don't let uh, don't let your heart lead you in the wrong direction we're gonna need wisdom for this year for sure there are uh when there are two there's a choice always decisions lead places you know life and blessing or they lead to death and curses and sometimes we get in this habit of you know, making decisions and we don't do it with intention. And this uh, year, like that's coming up, fifty-seven, eighty-two, probably not a good thing to uh, to just kind of wing it. Uh, positive changes redefine our direction. They actually change who we become. But negative choices or changes uh, redefine our direction and change who we become. So it's it's a real thing. Two is the Hebrew letter bait. It's meant to bring a blessing. The, the letter bait begins the words, literally, blessing, <laughs> Baruch Abrak. All Both of those come from bait. So blessing, in other words, requires bait. The good that is coming will require labor and birth pains, right? That's just the realities of it. Keep in mind, there are two realms of creation, the heavens and the earth. You can call them the supernatural and the natural or the spiritual and the flesh. War has raged there from the beginning of time and continually in every life. You may be able to see this war a lot more visibly and from a new perspective in this coming year. Uh, Isaiah 54 says this, Behold, I have created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the spoiler to destroy. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you, the tongue against pay, 80, in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and the righteousness is from me, says the Lord. So he says, listen, I've made the blacksmith, here's what he does, and I've made the destroyer. I'm in control. So just get that to yourself over and over. God is in control of this. Mm -hmm. It's always God in control. He's never going, oh, what do I do? That's not him. The pay is the mouth. The power is there. Choose to speak life, blessing, and prosperity over everything. Despite how bad somebody just needs told off, 
bless. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. If you spend all your time wagging your tail at people, you're not going to have any power where you need it. Don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You have the power to wrestle rulers, powers, world forces, darkness, spiritual forces of wickedness. That's what God gave you a tongue for. Use it rightly. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. Brace yourself like a man. I love that phrase. <laughs> Yo, Job, I know you've had a bad day. Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Would you discredit my justice? Would you condemn me to justify yourself? Boy, God doesn't pull punches. Uh, Job 42, then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is this who, that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me. My ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. That's a good model right there. You know, learn not to have a fight with God. Learn not to condemn him. Learn not to believe that you're smarter. God's response to God really is challenging his understanding of justice. He's trying to figure it all out. Job realizes that when we complain or murmur, we exalt situations and so insult God's ability and justice, making him our enemy. So quickly, Job concludes that we can't comprehend justice or injustice. God is greater. I mean, that's just a good lesson for the year ahead. You can't comprehend justice or injustice. It, it's just not going to make sense. God can do that. He's greater. Let him. God says twice to brace yourself, to recognize who we are as warriors and the ability he's given us, which clearly is sufficient for our suffering. He tells us to hear his words, and so we will have ears to hear. See, you can have your own opinions, but you can't have your own truth. And that's important. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Our tongues have the power to create. This year, I've really tried to draw attention to what I believe is the most crucial issue the Christians and the church have literally lost sight of. And I wanted to say it again, the name of the Father. There's nothing more significant I could talk to you about than that one issue. In that one name lies blessing, power, and intimacy with the living God, Jehovah. Isaiah 12 says, on that day you will say, give thanks to Jehovah. Call on his name. That's not an option. Call on his name. Make his deeds known among the peoples. Declare how exalted is his name. 6,828 times it's in the, the Bible, in the Old Testament. English Bible translators and publishers, they decided for you and me that we should not fulfill that command. They replaced the name of the Father with the phrase, the Lord, in capital letters. Call calling that the Lord his name. It's not. His name is Jehovah. Moreover, here's another verse. God said to Moses, thus you'll say to the children of Israel, Jehovah, not the Lord, Jehovah, God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is how I am to be remembered generation after generation. That's where it comes from. The Hebrew is those four letters. Yod Vey Hud Vey is, is, is Jehovah. When God appeared to Israel on Mount Sinai, there was thunder and shofars and fire, kind of like the day of Rosh Hashanah. And the first three words he said were, Anochi, Yehovah, Elohechi. I am Yehovah, your God. I am Yehovah, your God. Those three words. We're commanded around 250 times to proclaim his name, sing praises to his name, extol him by 
his name. And there's this powerful promise associated with speaking it. Exodus 20, 24. In every place where I cause my name to be mentioned, I will come to you and bless you. Come on. What do you want in the year ahead? I want him to come to me and bless me. I want him to look for me. I want goodness and mercy following me. I don't want to be running from them. And I don't want to have to figure them to have to figure out where I'm going. In Roman in the Romans and back in 138 AD, banned the Jews from speaking the name of Jehovah. Sometime later, they declared that Jehovah's name was just too holy to speak. Well, for goodness sakes, it's not. It's too holy not to speak. And sadly, despite these simple realities, English language translators and publishers, they're still greatly influenced by the rabbinic tradition. So our Bibles, are, most of our Bibles, 99% of them, are void of the 6,820 times the name of the Father is present in the Hebrew Scriptures. And this year, that's the one thing that God has hung on my heart there ever been a time when we need to experience the reality of Exodus 24. It is now in every place where I cause my name to be mentioned, I will come to you and bless you. Chronicles 7, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Guess what? He comes, he blesses. It's time to be called by his name again. Psalm 9 says, those who know your name will trust in you for you, Jehovah. You'll need to read a version that doesn't replace his name with a Oh, Lord, there, but who trust in you, oh, Jehovah, have never forsaken those who seek you. See, we need to know how to trust our God. Knowing his name, obviously from Psalm 9, is a big part of that. Those who know your name will trust in you. For you, Jehovah, have never forsaken those who seek you. So that's one carrying over from the 5782, wrapping it up in a bow. Don't forget the biggest lesson of 5781, and that's the name of God. Let it be on your lips.